Hi, my name is Morris Scott, and welcome to another episode of A Father's Devotion Podcast. Today, we are exploring turning points in the intertestamentary period. Uh, But first, let's commit our time to the Lord. Father, we thank you for one more opportunity to study about your dealings with your creation. Even in the midst of this intertestamentary period, uh, we pray that you would open our eyes to see principles at work in this period of time and help us to apply it to our lives and to our world in general. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we are exploring turning points in the intertestamentary period. Period. Uh, turning points are significant events. Uh, the intertestamentary period simply means the period of time between the Old and New Testaments. So these are key turning points in the period between the book of Malachi and the time of John the Baptist. Uh, it covers about 400 to 450 years. Uh, these years are sometimes referred to as the silent years because of no prophetic revelation, Uh, but much was happening which would play into the context of the New Testament biblical events. Uh, Listen, transitions are important. Transitions uh, form the context for what is to come. Sometimes very significant things can happen in transitions. So what do you do when it appears that God is silent in your life? How do you handle this silence? How do you handle transitions? Listen, as they perceived these years as silent years, uh, so do we often perceive certain times in our lives as silent years and believe that God is not doing or saying anything. However, God is always at work. We must only seek his face that we may discern his hand even in the most unusual circumstances of life. Uh, We have seen the emergence of the Assyrian Empire, which attacked Israel. We saw the emergence of the Babylonian Empire, which would hold the Jews in captivity. Then came the emergence of the Media Persia uh, dominance. Uh, It is under this empire that the Jews returned from exile and began to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. Uh, Then Greece rises to power. Greece made the Greek language the common or standard language in the civilized world. This process uh, is called Hellenization. Around 250 BC, a Greek translation of the Old Testament books was created. Uh, We call this translation the Septuagint. Uh, It is often indicated by the Roman numeral uh, LXX. Now, Alexander the Great was a historically significant leader, but after his death, there arose two branches or divisions, uh, the Ptolemies and the Seleucids. Uh, The Ptolemies uh, were kind to and really tolerant of the Jews, Uh, but the Seleucids came into power and became cruel uh, to the Jews. Antiochus IV Epiphanes uh, was famous for his cruelty. His goal was to really eliminate Judaism. Uh, He attempted to destroy any trace of the law. He desecrated the temple by erecting a statue of a false god Zeus uh, and also sacrificed a pig in the Jewish temple. Now, of course, uh, pigs were forbidden sacrifices. See Leviticus chapter 11, verse 27. Uh, But there was a group of Jews who wouldn't tolerate this desecration. Uh, Mattathias uh, and his uh, five sons, Judas called uh, Maccabeus, uh, Jonathan, Simon, John, and Eleanor, uh, Mattathias uh, killed the representative of Antiochus. Uh, the result was what we call the Maccabean Revolt, which really lasted from about 166 to 142 uh, BC. 
But later in time, a general called Pompey uh, would siege and take Jerusalem, killing priests and taking even the most holy place. Uh, After Greece comes now Rome uh, and under Rome ultimately comes the establishment of a significant amount of roads. Rome is also recognized for the establishment of significant laws, uh, which are said to form the basis for Western law today. Uh, But it should be noted uh, that biblical law long before Roman law provided the basis for civilized jurisprudence. uh, See also Exodus chapter 20 with regard to laws against uh, murder, stealing and lying and numbers chapter 35 verses 20 through uh, 23 with regard to malice aforethought as well as many other biblical examples. During the intertestamentary period, we see the development of the synagogue, the synagogue, which is really a place of assembly outside of the temple. Uh, The Jews had learned uh, the importance of uh, and the ability to assemble like this from the time that they were uh, in exile. Also, we see the development of groups of people. We see uh, the rise of a group called the Pharisees. They sought to obey the law and to live holy before God and to live separate from the pagans. In fact, their name uh, means separate ones. They sought out how to apply the law in a much changed world. Uh, We see how their genesis or their beginning was a noble one. But listen, Just because something has a noble beginning does not mean uh, that it cannot depart from that purity and become corrupted. And history is replete with examples of this principle. This noble beginning would soon turn to man-made legalism. Uh, It is this man-made legalism that Jesus would expose and rebuke. Uh, We see the rise of a group called the Sadducees, uh, which were an aristocratic group of people uh, with high social status, which saw an advantage and opportunity in the Roman government. Uh, The Sadducees had great political power and sought really to reject any literature except the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. They also rejected the doctrine of the resurrection. We also see the development of scribes whose work was to copy and interpret the law. Uh, These interpretations were referred to as oral law or tradition. Uh, Again, this tradition or oral law began as something to preserve the Old Testament law, but actually grew into arrogance and presumptuous conduct. And the lesson that we learn is that man cannot take the preservation of the things of God into his own hands. See also 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. God is quite capable of preserving his law. I'll say it again. God is quite capable of preserving his law. We must move and act only as directed by God and only in accordance with biblical principles uh, by righteous and holy means. Uh, During the intertestamentary period, there was a group of people called the Zealots, the Zealots, uh, who favored physical and even armed resistance against the Roman rule. Their motives, uh, the liberation of the Jewish people, was a noble one. Uh, But the means used to achieve their noble ends was not a righteous or godly means. And the lesson we learn, uh, which would have to be learned throughout church history, even to this day, is that just because you have a noble goal, objective or platform does not mean that you can use any means to achieve it. Certainly unrighteous means should never be used to achieve 
godly ends. We also see the development of the Essenes, uh, who were a group of people that sought to withdraw from the public and live separate and alone with God studying scripture. They held to strict following of the law and saw the existing temple as corrupt. Many scholars believe the Essenes to be the ones who copied manuscripts called the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, which were discovered in 1946. We also see the development of what is called baptism. Uh, I use the word development because historically there were kinds and types of baptism which existed before the New Testament or even before the intertestamentary period. Different groups, even non-Jewish groups, practiced ceremonial washing. Uh, some considered it to bring about physical and even spiritual purification. However, the baptism that John the Baptist and the New Testament would speak of would require an inward spiritual change and turning away from sin, followed by the outward testimony to the world, which we refer to as baptism. It's important to understand that uh, in this intertestamentary period, the Jews really resented Roman rule. And of course, they look forward to a time when they would be delivered from this oppressive rule by the Romans. And so these are some of the turning points in intertestamentary history. Again, it is important for us to realize that although it may appear at times that God is silent, God is never inactive uh, for he moves in the affairs of men and nations. That's Daniel chapter four, verse 17. As much was happening back then. Much is happening right now as the period of transition was all important in forming the context for what was to come. So in our time, events are unfolding today, which will form the context for significant future events, which have been foretold in sacred scripture, the Bible. As the intertestamentary period pointed toward the first advent or coming of Christ, so is this period pointing toward the second advent or coming of Christ. Uh, may God open our eyes that we may discern and perceive the unfolding of these events and provide the necessary warning and premonition to this world. Listen, before we end, I want to point you to some sources that I use for this podcast, uh, which you may explore for more information. There's a book called God's Intertestamental Silence. Then came Jesus Christ. The author is Sandra L. Washington. Uh, there's also a book called Church History in Plain Language. The author is Bruce Shelley, Bruce L. Shelley. And uh, of course, there's also a Bible called the Ryrie Study Bible, which has a wonderful section on intertestamentary history. Uh, and then there's also uh, the NIV Cultural Background Study Bible, which has a nice section on intertestamentary history. Uh, so uh, I encourage you to read these materials for more information about uh, this intertestamentary period and the significant turning points and transitions that we have discussed. I encourage you to prayerfully seek to apply them to this day and age in which we live. Let's pray. Father, much is happening in our world, things that we do not see. Uh, we pray that you would open up our eyes to perceive. We pray that you would give us the tongue of the learned to speak wisdom to this day and age. Help us to point people to Jesus Christ, who is the answer for the world today. Help us to always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within us with gentleness and with respect. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.